Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul is thirsty again this morning. Lord, we say good morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this wonderful morning. Thank you for this beautiful day that you have given to us. A day of rejoicing. A day of gladness. We give you all the praise for your blessings in our lives. Scripture says that you daily load us with benefits. And so, Lord, we thank you for the benefits of today, for the gift of life. We say thank you for the gift of your mercies. We say thank you for the gift of your grace. We say thank you, Lord, for the gift of your presence. We say thank you, Lord, for the gift of your fellowship. We say thank you. Lord, we magnify your name once more in the mighty name of Jesus. We worship you this morning because you are the God who is more than sufficient. Yes, Lord, you are sufficient. Scripture says that you feel all things. Yes, Lord, you created all things and they are the works of your hands. Father, we say be magnified in the mighty name of Jesus. As we read our Bibles again this morning, Lord, we ask that you will speak to us once again. Help us learn the lessons, Lord, that are taught even in the Bible. And let your name be glorified in our lives once more. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our study. Thank you to everyone joining in again this morning. We continue our study of the epistles. Yes, epistles are simply letters written by the apostles uh, to individuals, to churches, some of them were written to entire regions, okay? Just like the, the letter to the Thessalonians, it was meant to be taken from church to church and the letter read, you know, to everyone. But just imagine there, then if they brought the letter to your church and you wanted to have a copy of... <laughs> <laughs> of in quotes of course it wasn't the bible to them okay no it was just guidance you no know, letters sent by the apostles you know to them and so what they would have had to do would be to copy it by hand yeah photocopy machine was not invented until much 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 later okay so and I'm telling you, that can be very, very, very challenging. You wanted a copy for your family, you copied it by hand. Aha! <laughs> All right, so let's continue this morning. We have been reading the epistles. Yesterday we stopped on First Thessalonians. 
Today we take Second Thessalonians. Again, I say thank you to everyone joining in this morning. God bless you. Second Thessalonians is exactly like, in fact, addressing exactly the same issues, the same issues that G, that Paul addressed in First Thessalonians. Remember that the cross of the matter was when will Jesus come back again? Okay? And then those who have died in Christ. Okay? So I think that is addressed much, much later in First Thessalonians. For those whose relatives have died, remember the church, as always, is heavily being persecuted. Some of them have been killed. Okay? So they also wanted to know what's, what will be of them. Okay? What happens when Jesus comes back again? What will happen? The dead, those who have died in Christ, how will their situation be? Have they been lost? Okay, this was some of the questions that Paul Paul was answering and and many, many more. Okay? And so he continues the same discussion in Second Thessalonians. And that's why um, scholars agree that these letters were written most likely weeks apart okay most likely they were written weeks apart because paul addresses exactly the same thing okay secondly the second point okay which was stem from the same thinking now that jesus is coming back very soon um, he told John that John would not die. John is a old man now. Okay, so Jesus is likely coming back very soon. Okay, we don't need to do anything. We don't need to walk. We don't need to 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 do anything. Let's just sit down. <laughs> oh Jesus! And of course, I'm sure you heard about the church. You know, just a few a few decades ago that you know they gathered themselves together and then committed mass suicide because they were certain that jesus was coming back at on a particular day it is an error an error that believers should stay away from um again here in second in second thessalonians just like in first thessalonians paul addresses the fact that look no one knows the time However, we can tell the signs that he is coming back. Okay? We can tell the signs. And in 2 Thessalonians, Paul mentions events, two key events that will be happening around the time when, okay, Jesus will come back again. Okay? And so, um, I'm telling you, it would have been a blessing to those who received this letter okay so i encourage this morning live your life for god yes god put you on this earth for a purpose don't say you will not do anything because jesus is coming back tomorrow okay no one knows when he will come okay we can predict uh, by reading the sign and say we are getting close to the time but no one knows the exact date so that's the introduction. Let's go now to Second Thessalonians. From verse 1, it says, This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Exactly the same thing with First Thessalonians. 
we are writing to the church in Thessalonica, to you who belong to God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Paul's signature. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, we can't help but thank God for you because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. Remember that Paul, one of the things Paul mentioned in First Thessalonians was that their love for one another needed to continue to grow. He mentioned their faith must continue to grow. He said, yes. And remember that Paul also in First Thessalonians, Paul had received a report from Timothy. Yes, and I'm sure Timothy would have been the one to take the letter to them and then return with another another report on how they were doing. Paul says, we can't help but thank God for you because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. I pray this morning that your love, your faith will continue to grow in Jesus' name. Paul says, we proudly tell God's, God's other churches about your endurance and faithfulness in all the persecution and hardship you are suffering. Just like Paul and Silas faced persecution in Thessalonica where, remember that, that song we like singing, Paul and Silas, they sang, they prayed, the Holy Ghost came down. <laughs> yes, that happened in, you know, in Thessalonica. Yes, so the persecution continued you know to to every believer and i'm telling you it was not enough it was not enough to stop people from serving god it's paul said look we are proud we are proud to tell other churches about your endurance about your faithfulness faithfulness even in the face of persecution and hardship paul says we are proud of you Verse 5 says, And God will use this persecution to show His justice and to make you worthy of His kingdom for which you are suffering. In His justice, He will pay back those who persecute you. Okay? So, sometimes we might be able to pay back those who persecute us or God pays them back. But ultimately, our focus is on Christ. Always remember that. Our focus must always be on Christ. Verse 7 then says, And God will provide rest. God will provide rest for you who are being persecuted and also for us when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. He will come with his mighty angels in flaming fire, bringing judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus. When Jesus returns, he will return with mighty angels. Okay, there are those who say, Pastor, it's not possible. When Jesus, the last time one angel appeared in the Bible, okay, the world almost, you know, uh, in fact, nations lost hundreds of thousands of people. Okay, remember some of those battles that happened in First King and Second Kings and all that. How will Jesus return with mighty angels 
the earth, the earth will melt away. The truth is, angels appeared. Okay? We've been reading, the, we read through the gospel. Gabriel appeared, okay, to, to Mary. And then the shepherds, they were washing their flocks by night. Angels appeared. The earth did not melt away. Okay, so obviously, okay, angels are appear to execute God's counsel. And so if Jesus is returning to bring judgment on on everyone who has rejected him and rejected the good news, then that will happen. Okay? So nine says they will be punished with eternal destruction forever, separated from the Lord and from his glorious power. See when he comes on that day he will receive glory from his holy people praise from all who believe and this includes you for you believed what we told you about him of course i plan to be among those who will be praising god what about you yes i will be praising god on that day if it's a day if i am alive when he returns then it will be my god and my lord my god and my Lord, and I'm just praising him. If I am already dead, then I will return with him. I will return with him. Hallelujah. Verse 11 says, So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. You see that wonderful prayer? And I pray the same prayer for you this morning, that God will enable you to live a life worthy worthy of your calling yes you have been called by god himself called to be a christian called to be an ambassador an ambassador of jesus christ i pray that you god will enable you to live a life a life that is worthy worthy of this calling remember i said yesterday my encouragement yesterday was that we will always pause shared with us in first thessalonians 5 from verse 16 he said always be joyful never stop praying be thankful in all circumstances for this is god's will for you this is god's will for you paul says do not stifle the holy spirit do not grieve the holy spirit do not scoff at prophecies see but test everything that is that is said hold on to what is good stay away from every kind of evil i pray for you that you will live a life that is worthy of your calling in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, may he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Since then, the name of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live. And you will be honored along with him. This is all made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Alright, so that's Paul's introduction. You can see that essentially he's addressing the same things um, we addressed yesterday. In fact, basically my encouragement in 1 Thessalonians 5 from verse 16 to 22, addressing them that look, this is how you should live. Uh, now he's telling and he's praying for them. I pray that God will enable you to live a life worthy of your office call. Okay, so now let's skip to um will i want to go straight to three or let's go because 
this uh, second Thessalonian is a very short letter. Yes, it is very very short letter. You know, so we can almost just read through in the short time that we have. But remember, I said that some of the things that Paul addressed in Second Thessalonians was to tell them some of the events that will likely be happening when Jesus is coming back. Okay, again, and let me just let just read a few verses and then we go to chapter three and take our closing. It says now from verse one, dear brothers and sisters, uh, let us clarify. You see, <laughs> that's why I said this letter was likely written a few weeks, okay, after First Thessalonians. Paul said, "Let me clarify. Uh, maybe I wasn't totally clear in my first letter. Let us clarify some some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we will be gathered." gathered to meet him let me clarify he says don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the lord has already begun there were those who were saying that the day of the lord's return has already begun okay in other words jesus is already on his way don't bother yourself walking ahead don't bother yourself living don't bother yourself doing anything. Paul says, look, <laughs> so don't be easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them. Even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us. So it meant that there were some people going around who even had letters from, from apostles. Okay, they had letters that were claiming that the day of the Lord already begun. Not only that, there were those who claimed they had spiritual visions or they had revelation. For example, they just say, Thus says the Lord, I am already returning. <laughs> okay, and I'm telling you, it was just throwing some people's faith just throwing it out of line because if they tell you that the that the that the lord is already coming let's say he's coming this weekend eh? why do we need let us spend all the money that we have and let's, let's just live our lives anyhow he says don't be fooled by what they say for that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against god that's the first event that you must note that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God. What does that mean? A great rebellion against everything that God stands for. Against his word. And I'm sure you would have noticed that our word is gradually moving there. Against everything God instituted. The family, the word of God. Uh, the church a great rebellion against it just like now okay it's starting in some countries where christians can't even raise up their hands and say they are christians uh, without being persecuted okay now the family is being is being demobilized and scattered there, there you can now have two fathers or have two mothers you know and <laughs> oh jesus 
all manner of things and then God you know is being removed even from the society when these things are happening Paul says look the day of the Lord will not come until there is a great rebellion against God secondly it says and the man of the man the man of lawlessness is revealed that's the second event the man of lawlessness will be revealed in other words this man will show himself will show himself uh, before Jesus returns the man of lawlessness is the antichrist himself uh, John will eventually first John John will also tell us a bit about this man of lawlessness he says until he is revealed the one who brings destruction remember that initially he will bring peace we will study it when we read the book of Daniel initially he will bring peace okay uh, the son of perdition he will bring peace but eventually Paul says the one who brings destruction he will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship he will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he, he that he himself is God yes and Daniel spoke about this Daniel said when you see the abomination of this that causes desolation standing in the place where it's not it ought not to it is this second Thessalonians you know uh, chapter 2 verse 4 that he's talking about he says he will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God Paul says when you are seeing all of this when the Antichrist enters into a covenant with a seven-year covenant with the nation of Israel and then in the middle of that covenant it breaks his covenant okay when you begin to see all of that you know that Jesus is about to return okay you know it's about to return his return is very near so don't allow yourself you know to become discouraged or you stop living says verse 5 don't you remember that I told you that I told you about all this when I was with you and you know what is holding him back what is holding him back for we for it can be revealed only when his time comes so what we know even though Paul is vague somewhat here is that something is holding the Antichrist back okay some scholars say that the day of rapture the day believers are taken out of this earth is what is holding him back some says that the Holy Spirit there are studies that say the Holy Spirit is the one holding him back but there's something holding him back and he can be revealed only when his time has come okay when his time is here say for if this lawlessness is already at work secretly and it will remain secret until the until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way it says until the one so it's a person okay or a people so whether it is the day of rapture but one thing that will be that is certain and paul described addresses it in some of his other teaching is that the rapture will happen before the man of lawlessness eventually shows himself and that is why i align 
with the fact that the one holding him back is the church. When the church is taken out of this world, the man of knowledgeness will show himself. Okay, and then Paul continues. He says, then the man of knowledgeness will be revealed, uh, but the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming. Since this man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles, which is going to be the sad thing for the people of the world at this time. He will be able to call down fire from heaven. He'll be able to do many wonders. Imagine a man that will be able to convince the nations of the world to accept Israel, the Muslim nations to accept Israel. <laughs> and then the temple in Jerusalem is rebuilt Somebody that is able to convince all the nations of the world to surrender their nuclear weapons, their nuclear weapons to him. I'm telling you, this man will do, but he will be using what? Counterfeit power and signs and miracles. Paul says he will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that, that would save them. You see? The key word there is not power, counterfeit power. It's not signs and miracles. It is love. And that is why believers, listen, pay attention to love. Don't be running after miracles everywhere because that's all some believers do. They want to see miracles. They want to see miracles. No, no. Pay attention to love because that is what God is going to ask of us. Hallelujah. All right, so let's now go and round up, round up Second Thessalonians as Paul prays for this church, prays for them. He says, "May the Lord, Second Thessalonians three verse five, says, may the Lord lead your heart into a full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. May the Lord lead your heart. I pray for you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus." Okay, Paul also says, exalting them, continues, he said, look, that look. And now, dear brothers, verse 6 and sisters, we give you this command in the name of the Lord, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay away from all believers who live idle lives. You see that? They were refusing to walk. They were sitting down idly, waiting for Jesus to return. <laughs> That's not how it works. I am encouraging somebody again this morning. Go and walk. Live for God. Be an example of the believer. And I pray the Lord will bless us in the mighty name of Jesus. Say, stay away from such believers who live idle lives and don't follow the tradition they received from us. For you know that you ought to imitate us. We are not idle. We were not idle when we were with you. We never accepted fruit from anyone without paying for it. We worked day and night, so we would not be a body to any of you, since we certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. Even while we were with you, we, give, we gave you this command, those unwilling to work will not get to eat. That's simple. All right, so let's jump to the end. Paul's final greeting. He said, now, verse 16, now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace, at all times and in every situation, the Lord be with you all. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting. Paul, I do this in all my letters to prove they are from me. 
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. All right. So the focus of this letter is simple. Eh? We can't live idle lives <laughs> claiming that Jesus is about, Jesus is coming soon. No, that's not how it works. We live for God every day. Okay. So that when he returns, just like the five wise virgins, when he returns, even if the day of rapture meets us suddenly, we will still be found living for God. So my encouragement this morning is don't allow yourself to become idle. Okay? I've, I've had stories of believers refusing to, to do anything long term because Jesus will return away again soon. No. Live your day. Live every day, every week, every year. Leave it for the Lord. And I pray the Lord will bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that your love and your faith for God will continue to grow in leaps and bounds in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.